is uh, the anchor of hope, the church, and, and, and what it represents, you know, to, to the world. The, the, the church is the, the, the hope, and, and what that is is that the church should look different from the world. The, the church isn't supposed to look uh, like the world. Uh, you know, as, as, as people would look in to the church, uh, we've heard many uh, people say, you know, well, you know, they're just hypocrites that go there. Uh, there's just people... Rob, you're going to have to give me a lesson on how to get this thing to stay up on your ear. I, I kind of like to walk around a little bit and that kind of thing, but uh, the church needs to look different from the world. If it, if it doesn't, then why would people come to the place of hope as we are going through this series? You know, it says that, you know, there's more divorces in the church than there is outside of the church. And, you know, a lot of people have come up with these ideas and things about the church and the people that go to that and attend that church. Um, so, but today uh, we're going to be talking uh, about serving. And uh, we're going to be taking our text this morning from Luke chapter 10. And we're going to be talking about uh, the Good Samaritan. Um, and I'm going to open up in prayer before we open God's Word. And um, let's see what God would uh, want to speak to each heart uh, this morning uh, about His Word and about the Good Samaritan and, and those things. Um, so let's just pray. So if you want to just turn to Luke chapter 10. We're going to be in verse 25, going through um, all the way through 37. Let me open up in a word of prayer. Lord, we just uh, thank you, Father, for your word, Lord. Your word is alive. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Father, it's your word that changes us, Lord. It's your word that leads us and directs us and encourages us. And, and Lord, it's the manual. We, we love your word, God, because, Lord, it speaks to us no matter how many times we would go through a passage. We would go through the entire Bible, Lord. You're always speaking. Your word's always wanting to, to, to change us and to uh, lead us and to guide us, God, into what you want us to do. And, Lord, as we would dive into your word this morning, we've gathered here in your church. Lord, this is your church. We're partnered with you, God. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would search our hearts this morning, Lord. We, we would look out on the outside, but, Lord, you're always looking inside at the heart in the quiet place. And, Lord, I pray that we would put the things aside, uh, the luncheon, afterwards, uh, and we put the things aside later on today, and maybe the things, the stuff that's happened during the week, we would put uh, those things aside, and that, Lord, we would open our hearts, each one of us, to what you want to speak to me about 
this morning? What do you want to speak to your people and my brothers and sisters in Christ about this morning, Lord? So we give this time to you, and we give our lives to you, Lord, and just so thankful for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you're turned there, Luke chapter 10, and we're going to talk about the Good Samaritan. But to keep things into context, because it's something that I'm learning and learning and learning as well, we'll read, the chap, read these verses, and then I'll give you a backdrop on kind of what's going on and where the Jewish people are at in this time and what is going on and taking place. So here we go. We're going to pick it up in chapter Luke 10, verse 25. I'm going to read all the way through 37. And I'm reading now the New King James Version. And it says, And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What is your reading of it? Jesus tells him, throws the question back over to him. So he answered and said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered rightly. Do this and you will live. Verse 29, but he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? He's asking Jesus. Then Jesus answered and said, a cer certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped this man, stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had him, or when he saw him, he had compassion on him. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on some oil and some wine, and set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, that's money, gave them to the innkeeper and said to him, take care of him. And whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these, thing, of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? He asked. And he said, he who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. So as we see in there, reading in that, in that scripture, we come across three people, but really 
four people, counting the lawyer. And, and what, what happened is, is the main theme is uh, of this whole thing or the, of, of the idea of, of, of what we want to get is, is that, that the Lord compels us in what he has done for us of helping out other people in the church and outside of the church. So the first thing that we see in our, in our passage here, we see Jesus is talking to who? He's talking to the Jewish people. He's not talking to the Gentiles. He's not talking about anybody else, but he's talking to the Gentiles here as he's given this parable to this question that this lawyer asked him, which the lawyer already knew the answer. He already knew. He, they, they knew the law like the back of their hand. He knew. But just as it says, to, to see what Jesus would say, to see if we can get Jesus there. So a little backdrop. We don't have time to go there uh, this morning. But in 1 Kings, there was this huge turmoil that took place between the Jews what happened was you had the Jews, uh, uh, the, the tribes up here in the northern, and then you had two tribes down here. Well, what, what, what happened was, was the Assyrians came down, if you would read the story, and, and, and what happened was there was this great conflict that took place between the Jewish people, and what happened, they broke off. The two of the tribes came down and they broke off from the up here of the other tribes. And what was happening is when the Assyrians came down and, and, and conquered them, some of the Jewish people went in and taken their wives and they, they enter, you know, with each other. So the Jewish people in Israel were almost calling them to be dogs. They would call them dogs. And then they wanted to uh, worship. They didn't want to go to to up there Jerusalem. They wanted to make their own altars and all that thing. So in this story, you know, we're, we're, you're going to start seeing and we're going to start getting into what the, how, how Jesus, uh, you know, when he gives this parable, he's taught. He says a Samaritan, and it, there was the the huge conflict between the two of the people, the Samaritans and the Jews. There was this huge thing going on with them. So in verse 30, we'll pick it right up on 35, and we'll just break it down right on through. So for the first thing we see in verse 35, or not 35, but 25, we have the lawyer guy coming down and asking Jesus what you need to do to receive eternal life. Well, you know, it's not by works. It's not by anything of us. But, you know, Christ is talking to Jewish people. The, the age of grace hasn't entered into the church or into the world yet because Jesus is still on the scene here. So he's dealing with the Jewish people and, and this question that's come up from this lawyer. Let's go to verse 26. He says, he said to him, what is written in the law? So Jesus just takes the question and throws it back right to, right to the lawyer guy. Because Jesus knew that he knew already. Verse 27. So he answered, 
and said, you shall love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind. And he said to him, you have answered rightly. Do this and you will live. And let's just, we'll skip down into to 30 now. And Jesus is going to start getting into this parable and, and describing what he's talking about. So he said, a certain man, verse 30, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Well, for that, if you know that area of Jerusalem and Jericho, it was a, it was a path. It was like a, this, like a, a, like a ravine here. But the path was to get over to this, this the spot. There was well known of thieves and robberies and, and a lot of uh, crazy things that would take place during you know if people were traveling through this area, traveling one place to the other place. So he continues on here traveling Jerusalem to Jericho. And he fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. So the thieves came in, killed the guy. He's laying on the side of the road, right on the side of the road. This man's in need. He's in need of something, right? He's in need of something. He's laying there on the side of the road, and then it gets to 31, and now we're going we're gonna to talk about these three people. Now, by chance, it's funny, our Lord, he, he has a sense of humor. Doesn't he have a sense of humor? You know, look at the people that he's using in this parable to describe uh, this thing to them. First, the priest. Remember, the Jews hated Hated the Samaritans. But here's the Lord using a priest, the first person. He says, by chance, a certain priest came down the road. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So you got to understand, I like to put myself in the story. So I'm walking down the road. I, you know, I got things on my mind. I'm sure this priest had things to go to, to do, and he, and he seen, and he had to stop, and he had to look at, at this guy, this Jew. He had to look at him, and, and well, he just takes off on their side. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time to deal with this man. I don't have, I, I got to get over here. I got to be over here. So he goes, and it says, as we continue to read, he goes to the other side of the road. Why? Verse 32. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. He didn't have time to help this man. He was too busy, whatever, whatever he was doing. But this man was sitting there dying. I can imagine he was beat up. You know, he just got mugged and everything else. But the Levite, the priest and the Levite, they didn't have time to deal with the, the, this, the, the, their, their Jewish friend, their, the person that they were there. Didn't even have time. Let's continue on to verse 33. Our Lord's amazing. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. This was a Samaritan. The Jews hated the Samaritans. Remember that? 
I said that? So this guy had to be, this Jewish guy had to be almost probably uh, unconscious because this Jewish man wouldn't have let this Samaritan do anything to him if he was. But this Samaritan had compassion on him. Verse, verse 34. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring oil and wine. I, I would think back in that time for medicine-wise and all those things, uh, you know, so he's there bandaging him up, putting some hydrogen peroxide there and, you know, the oil soothing on him, getting him all, 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 all ready. But you remember the Jews, what they thought about the Samaritans, right? Thought they were dogs. There was this huge divide in there, in there with them. So he's pouring on oil and wine and he set him on his own animal brought him to the inn and took care of him. Well, I'll tell you, traveling, going back and traveling down to get from Jerusalem to Jericho and, and, and down there, I'm sure this guy, this Samaritan, had things on his mind, had things on his list of what he had to do through the day. But the Lord said he had compassion on him, not even his own people. But it was this Samaritan that had compassion on him. Let's continue. So he went to him and bandaged him, put his wounds, put oil, wine. He set him on his own animal, brought, brought him to the inn and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii. That's, that's two days of, of labor, of wages. This is a Samaritan. Jews hated Samaritans. On the next day, he gave two denarius, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, take care of him and, what, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And that, and that, and that, that verse comes up a lot. To love your neighbor as yourself. We, we hear that. But here we, we're getting to the to the. To the to down into the root of loving your neighbor, getting down into the weeds of what the Lord's talked about, of loving your neighbor. It says, so which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And the guy said, the lawyer, and he said, he who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, go and do, and go and do likewise. So your neighbor, as we go and keep into the text, your, your neighbor is I'm walking down the road, I'm on my, my schedule, and I, and I see a need. I'm talking outside of the church. We'll get into the church in a minute. 
but outside of the church. We see it all over Florence here. And there's so many ways to help people and to show Christ's love to people. And it's by actions. It's by moving. It's by letting your light shine to the darkness that they would be drawn to Christ. And that happens wherever you go, just right here in this town, since we live in this town. So his neighbor isn't just Vicky across the street for me, Eddie over here, Ken over here, my neighbors. No. Your neighbor is you're going out walking around doing your thing and whatever else, and you see the need. No matter who, if he's stinky, he hasn't showered, and whatever else it is, there's a need that needs to be made there. And we should do that as Christians. And Christ is our example. He showed us how to serve. And he gave us this word to teach us and to show us how to love one another. And there's so much hate in this world. Everywhere you look, everywhere you turn, there's hate. But God's love, and he showed his love. Yet while we were yet still sinners, Christ. God died for us. So the need, that's loving your neighbor when you see the need on the streets, when you see the need over here at the store. I'll share a, a story with you. I, I hate talking, I hate saying anything about myself or, or whatever. I honestly, I, I, I don't like it, but Somebody say, hey, you got to share something. And I like to share my own experiences in my own life. Um, but our church, Spring Valley Bible Church, I used to go down to Milpitas, California. Our church is right next to a liquor store. Right next to the liquor store. And the, and the, the, the drunks come in because our doors were here on the side. The liquor store was here, driveway and park in the back. And, uh, you know, drunk people coming in there, oh, I know, kind of thing. And then a couple of men would come and, you know, set them in this and that. And uh, I don't know, it was a day that I come out and leave the service. I remember his name was John. I sure wish I remember his last name, but I do not. And, and I seen this man half dressed over there, drunk. I seen the need. I seen that need. And the, the Lord will prompt you. The Lord will lead you. The Lord will direct you. That's what we're waiting for. I'm not waiting on my own thoughts and things and whatever. I'm, you know, I have no skills. But I want to be led and prompted by the Lord. And I was led and prompted by the Lord, this man John. And I went over there, and I got him, talked with him, got him up on his feet, got him going. 
you know, and I save that man for two months. And I pay for his food and shelter. And I love that man. And I'll never forget that. But what a kind a thing to come out and to love somebody as Christ has loved me. You know, when you see that need, when you see that need outside the church to meet that need. And that man ended up getting saved. That man ended up going back into his family back in Texas and, and getting things right after years of being a drunk and a bum and everything else on the street. But the guy needed a need. And the need is Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. That's the God we serve, a living God. And he wants to use you. He wants you, he, he wants your, he said, let your light shine. We're the salt of the, of the world. Not because of us, because of the Holy Spirit that lives and dwells in us. He's the one that leads us. He's the one that directs us. He's the one that gives us the abilities to meet those needs. And another thing is in the church, because I have a lot of time, in the church. There's needs in the church. We, we're, our flesh didn't get saved. Our, I'm still in my flesh. This is, you know, I have to deal with this rottenness in me. But there's needs in our church. When you see a need or even hear a need, sometimes you may even ask your own selves, you know, you may be over here in a conversation, but you hear this thing that this, they're having issues. They, oh man, they're in a bind and they're in a need, you know, to, to, to go and, to, and to, to love one another. Because if it isn't different in here from outside of here, no one's going to come over in here. We got to be Christ-like. And, it, and it's God that compels us. You know, I went on about probably 10 years of my life after getting saved, after accepting the Lord, and after all the, the things, and, and, you know, and to where the Lord gave me up to my debased mind. But you know what? The Lord is faithful. He is faithful to complete the work that he started in you. And he wants us to love people. And love is an action word. So when you see those people, you're out on the streets, at the store, wherever you're at, have that. Hey, can I, can I show Christ? love to this person because we don't know we don't know what door's going to open up when we're going to meet that need i just love the thing it's more blessed to give than to receive and, and and i'd say yes it is because what that what you get back from the lord it it doesn't even compare about what you what what what, what you gave but man, oh, what the Lord gives back to you, 
Oh, it's just amazing. Amazing. So I encourage you. That, 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 that's the message uh, this morning. And, and I encourage you. You know, as, as Tim's been saying, you know, it's, it's relationships, one at a time, building these relationships and being a doer and having our ears cleaned out, hearing the small, still voice. When's the last time we've, we've heard that small, still voice in our hearts from the Lord? to prompt us and to lead us? Are we waking up in the morning and saying, Lord, who can I be a blessing to today? You know, meditate on my words day and night. I take that the second I open my eyes to the second I close my eyes. The Lord just wants me to be, he wants to be right here at the top of this brain. He wants to be right there because he wants to use you today. And he wants you to be a blessing to others just as Christ for ourselves. So we have uh, a lunch afterwards for Betty. Um, I'll close in prayer. And I just encourage you, live for the Lord. As you were living for the world, go double and live for the Lord. Because I tell you what, the Lord is good. There's nothing out in this world that can satisfy you like the Lord again. Let's pray.